Unscripted. I'm Lindsay Amory. This is an episode of Small Scripts, where we dive into a concentrated topic that can help you in your professional or personal life. Today's small script is on plate evaluations, managing your workload and capacity. If you've ever felt overwhelmed within your professional life and or your personal life, feel like you're doing work all the time, you're constantly running around, but you aren't sure what to stop doing, then this episode is for you. As we talk about plate evaluations, it's really my corny way of saying what's on your plate. You might get that question a lot from your colleagues, your peers, or your family members. You know, what do you got going on? What's on your plate? And oftentimes it's very challenging to figure out what is on my plate. You inherently know the things that you're doing, but you might not have taken a full inventory of all the different activities that you're involved with. My role as a leader is to help employees determine where their time is spent and reallocate time or take away some activities that may just not be useful to that individual at this time. It's also helpful for me as we do plate evaluations for staff to really identify is the core part of their job what is really taking a long time and maybe I need to help justify more resources. Does the job itself need to be modified? Has it grown to become too much for one individual? Or are there additional items that I need to help the employee say no to? Whenever you start a new job, there are things that you want to become involved with. You want to gain the trust of your peers. You want to show that you can you can do the job really well. And that inevitably means that you probably have said yes to some things that if you had to go back and, and, and do it again, you may not say yes to this time around. I've also done a lot of plate evaluations for myself. I do them routinely to really make sure that, you know, the things that I'm saying yes to, it could be another routine meeting, Is that the right meeting for me to be involved in? Am I going to be an active participant and engage in the meeting? Or am I just attending to attend? And if I'm just going to attend to attend, then I probably am not the right person to be at that particular meeting. And I really should have someone else join in. So plate evaluations are really a way to help determine where are you spending your time? And that way you can articulate how your time is spent, and modify as necessary. So if you feel like you're above 100% capacity and you're not able to do more, then it's time to do a plate eval. So how do you start? So there's really three key components to a plate evaluation. The first is to do an inventory. So this inventory is about all the things that you are involved with. To do an inventory, I typically recommend that you do it over the course of one to two weeks and assuming that those are normal weeks. If you feel like you had an overabundance of different activities that came into that week, may not be the right time to do an inventory. Also, if it's uh, the very, maybe the fifth week of the month that you don't have a lot of your routine meetings scheduled, then that's also probably not the ideal time to do an inventory. So you want to do it on what I would consider a normal couple weeks. And you'd want to do it over the course of an entire day, not just the time that you're physically at work. Because a lot of times that capacity 
And why you feel it's over 100% is that there's a lot of things that you're doing outside of the normal time that you would spend at work. And so as you're doing the inventory, you know, whether you do it at the end of the day and you kind of write down everything that you were doing, maybe you take it from your calendar or every couple of hours, you just write out, you know, in general, here's what I've done. So it's a similar to kind of a journal. And then you, you categorize each of those activities. And typically you want probably four or five general categories that they fall into. And then you add up the time. The categories for me are really separated into two primary components. One is what I would call core responsibilities. So this is for the job that you were hired to do. And those are the core pieces. And those are sort of the requirements of the job. A lot of times the requirements of the job are very difficult to change. They can be changed, but it's more than likely, you know, if you're hired for a particular role saying, well, this is what I was hired to do, likely your leader isn't going to totally get rid of all those pieces if that's the only thing that you're going to bring. And then you have the other components that aren't really a requirement of your job. They're certainly professional development. They might be the things that I like to call that I get to do. And those could be within professional organizations that are, you know, very satisfying from a professional development side, but not necessarily the core part of my job. And so you have your your categories and then you've sort of bucketed them and, and is this a core responsibility or is this a more of a professional development opportunity? And then you determine what is that total time that I'm spending? And then what is your goal? Everybody's goal is a little bit different. You may be at the time of your life where maybe a nine hour workday is reasonable on your end. And you feel like that would allow you to do your personal activities outside of work. Or you could be at the time of your life where any time outside of work and outside of the normal eight hour day is just not feasible for you. And so your goal would then be at eight hours. So I'll give you a couple of, of examples of situations that I've come through and I've, I've worked with employees on. I had one individual that uh, we did a plate evaluation. They had a total time of 12 hours that they were spending over the course, you know, 12 hours for five days. Their goal was to get to nine hours. Well, when we looked at the categories, seven hours of that individual's day was in core responsibilities and clinical time. And that really wasn't how I designed that individual's position when I initially justified that role. And so if I look at even the the committee involvement and the professional development, there certainly were things that we probably could have modified. But the overall challenge was that, you know, the bulk of their day was in the core responsibilities. And then I had another individual that was at 10 hours over the course of each day for five days their goal was to get to eight hours. The difference though, was that about five hours of their time were what I would consider core responsibilities. But they had five hours of additional committee meetings that were within our institution that they were a part of. They had a few professional organizational committees in there, but a large part of it was they kept being added to different things and they There were things that the individual was excited for and really wanted to pursue. And then there were some things that 
they were added to when they were first started to work, and then they never just got off of them. And they they attended meetings, and some of them were just to attend to attend because they always had, but they weren't really an active participant. So I was able to work with that individual to say, well, which of these committees do you not need to attend anymore? I know that we have several new individuals on the team that are looking for opportunities to get involved. And this could be a great way to get them involved in some of these committees and would lighten your load on the committees as well. So once you get to that that right size, that goal of 100%, that's really step two is to work with your leader or if you take your own inventory and you notice that a bulk of the responsibilities that you have started to become involved in are committees, there's maybe other people that could get involved. Uh, Having and working through that, I think is a great way to be able to right-size your capacity. So you first did the inventory, you've right-sized your plate to 100%. The last and third part of the plate evaluation is accountability. And this is really once you get to that 100%, anything that you're going to add onto your plate, something else has to come off. And it really becomes a practice of accountability for you. It's really something that you need to manage as the individual. From my standpoint as a leader, if I've gotten someone to 100% and they've gone maybe from that 12 hours to nine hours, it's going to feel like they have gained some time back in their day. What I don't want to happen is that they fill that time that we just gave them back with additional activities. They're usually the activities that they really want to pursue. There's some exciting new research happening. They want to be involved with maybe a case study report. All of that is great, but we just got you right-sized. So if anything is going to come back onto your plate, something else has to go off. And we need to be able to either have that conversation with your leader, if you're working with your leader on your plate eval, or just have the conversation with yourself as new opportunities arise. And it also gives you the ability to say no. And and you could say no without saying no. Thank you for the opportunity at this time. I think my plate is, is fairly full with other activities, but I hopefully we can partner sometime in the future together. So again, the three components of the plate evaluation, take an inventory of all the things that you're doing, right-size yourself to 100% based on what your goal to get to that 100% is. And then third, having accountability for your own capacity and your own workload and recognizing that if something is going to come onto your plate, something else needs to come off of it. That is our episode of Small Scripts for this week with plate evaluations managing your workload and capacity. If you do a plate evaluation, let me know. I'd love to hear how it helps you. Thank you for listening to the Unscripted Podcast. If you love it, please subscribe, rate, and review anywhere you listen to podcasts.